0: Let us pray. Lord, thank you for another day in our lives. I pray you'd open our minds this morning, open our hearts to your word, so that we could be changed and we could live lives of faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. Have you ever heard the phrase that somebody is stuck in the past? Well, Bruce Springsteen has a great song that kind of illustrates this. It's called Glory Days. Here's the lyrics. And I hope when I get old, I don't sit around thinking about it, but I probably will. Yeah, just sitting back trying to recapture a little of the glory. Well, time slips away and leaves you with nothing, mister, but boring stories of glory days. Well, when I was 25 years old, I didn't think I'd be thinking about my glory days, but sure enough, I was... uh, living in Richmond, Virginia, and I was working as a youth pastor at St. Lu- uh, St. Matthew's Episcopal Church. I was about to say St. Luke's, but I'm actually here right now. So. And uh, I also coached high school football, and it was towards the end of the semester, and I was kind of running out of material to talk about. And I looked um, by my desk, and on the floor, there was a VHS tape. I know that dates me, and it was of my high school football kind of highlight film. And I had an idea, I'll show the film and kind of weave it into some talk about God and the kids will like it, right? You know, that's what I thought and uh, kind of poor planning, right? So anyway, I put the VHS and the VCR and I show them the clip and right away I knew I made a mistake. There was a collective glaze that went over all the kids' eyes and there was this nonverbal communication throughout the room that I could tell that none of them cared that I played high school football, none of them cared about this highlight film, I was stuck in the past at just 25 years old. Well, I think all of us can relate whether it's our past, present or future when we look at the trajectory of our lives. There's areas where we get stuck in. There's a great special uh, I don't know if any of you have watched ESPN films. Well, there's this 30 for 30 films and one is on Randy Moss who's from the middle of nowhere in West Virginia and I don't know if it was in the water or something, as the documentary uh, states, but there was incredible athletes that came out of this area, Jason Williams, Randy Moss, several others. But many of these guys, when they graduated from high school, they went to what was called Rand University, and that was the local 7-Eleven where you'd get a six-pack of beer, and you'd sit around and talk about the glory days of when you played high school football or basketball or whatever it was. For many of us, the past is a, uh, a great time and we think about maybe great memories and things that happened. But for, other us, for others of us, the past can be filled with a lot of pain as we think of maybe a, a broken childhood or relationships gone bad, a loss of a, a life we weren't expecting. For some of us, it's easier to spend all our time in the present Especially for me, who's the father of a five- and a one-year-old, when it's constantly, my wife is telling me, go to the store and get diapers, do this, do that, and it's constantly putting out little fires to take care of our kids. But for many of us, we're so busy, the present is all we can think about. And then for others of us, it's all about the future. Maybe we don't like our job, or we're just always thinking about the next thing, the next vacation. We're thinking about what are we going to do when we retire? What are we going to do when we finally win the lottery? Whatever it might be, it's always kind of a future-oriented life. Well, God, when he looks at our lives, our past, present, and future, he wants us to trust him with these areas. You see, when we try to become the CEO, when we try to be in charge of our own lives, things kind of go awry, and we get stuck in those areas. And oftentimes, we have trouble connecting with God when it comes to our life and our day-to-day life. But there is good news from today's scriptures. We have a God who knows everything about us. He not only knows about our past, he actually cares about it. He knows about our present reality, and he wants us to live a life of faith so we don't miss out on the future that he has planned for us. Well, Joshua's speech that we read in our first reading provides a backdrop to us understanding God's presence in the totality of our lives, our past, our present, and our future. You see, when Joshua gave the speech, it was at the end of his life, and it wasn't just any speech. He had gathered all the leaders of Israel together, and they were very important words he was about to share. He starts by looking at their past, and he reminds them how God has been faithful in spite of their faithlessness and their fickleness. He reminds them of how God reached out to Abraham. He reminds them of, uh, of Isaac and Jacob and Esau and Moses and Aaron leading the people across the desert so they could get out of slavery. He reminds them of their struggles in the wilderness, how God continued to be faithful. And then he reminded them of his own career with the people, the military conquest that couldn't have come apart from God's uh, doing. And now they've finally arrived in the promised land, and he brings them to the all-important present in their lives. What are you going to do now? Are you going to forsake God who got you here, who's been a part of your past Or are you going to trust him? A matter of fact, he puts it right to them right there. He said, who are you going to serve? He says, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Well, the people are all gathered there and they're like, "Uh, of course, we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, Yeah, we're going to do that. He says, no, you're not. He goes, you're just saying that. But they get more and more uh, distraught and they said, yes, we're going to do it. He says, fine, this is good. He ratifies this covenant. He gets a giant stone and marks it as a uh, as a mark so that they'll remember that in this day, in the present in their present reality, they have decided to trust God with their whole lives. So this rock, this giant stone can be a signpost that points them to their future. And they won't forget about how God has been a part of their past, their present decision to follow him as they move forward to the future. Well, now, uh, Joshua's call way back brings us to Jesus and his call in our lives. You see, 2,000 years ago, Jesus walked on earth. Matter of fact, the scripture in John says that the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. One uh, modern version says that he moved into the neighborhood. He knew all about people's past. He knew about Nathaniel when he was sitting under the tree. He knew all about him. Kind of freaked Nathaniel out. He knew about the woman at the well. He knew all her relationship problems. But when he learned about people's past, he didn't forsake them. He just gave them the challenge to follow him. He led people out of the slavery of sin and selfishness. He sealed the deal by dying on the cross. And he put an exclamation point on it by rising from the dead. So the fear and the emptiness of death and life without God would not be a reality to his people. And now he is calling you today. When he looks at your life, he knows all about your past. Whether it was pleasant or not so pleasant, he knows about your sins, your fallen away. When he sees you, he does not want you to live a life of shame. Shame. He wants you to live a life of forgiveness. In Lamentations 3.23, the prophet writes, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail, They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He offers us forgiveness, faithfulness. And our promised land, just as Joshua had led the people in the promised land, is that here in the present, we can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And this is not just like a fire insurance or a life insurance policy where you say, well, I got this eternal life thing, I'll file it away. And when I'm on my deathbed, I get my relatives to grab that piece of paper out and I can say, see, I have eternal life, I sign the papers. No, it's totally different than that. It's a partnership. It's trusting your life with the one who designed your life. Jesus writes in John chapter 6, which was the gospel reading today. Earlier, uh, before the reading today, he wrote, Whoever comes to me, or he said, whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He fills your spiritual void. He provides you with purpose for your life in the here and now. Plus, he gives you the hope for a future. In the gospel reading, Peter states, Master, to whom would we go? You have the words of real life, eternal life. We have already committed ourselves, confident that you are the Holy One of God. So Jesus, See, Jesus offers us a future. He offers us a life where we can be focused not just on eternal life when we can die, but a life of knowing that he's walking with us to sometimes an often uncertain and a scary future, that he's with us. He doesn't just say, there you go, here's the papers, here's the map, go try to live life alone. He's right there with you. In your, he knew about your past. He's with you in the present, and he's moving with you into the future. So the question this morning uh, for each and every one of you is, who will you serve? Will you serve the Lord and commit your life to him today? Now, for us as a community, as a church community, as believers, the Amish uh, have a saying, is this good for the community? So if they bring a cell phone in and someone says, hey, let's all have cell phones, the leaders of the Amish community say, will this bring us together or will this draw us apart? Well, the great thing about this teaching this morning, Joshua's speech, Jesus' words, is they do bring us together. It's a resounding yes. So this is something that we need to all embrace. And here's why. Because it offers healing to us when we're if we've had a troubled past. It offers an uh, assurance that the Holy Spirit is with us in the present, in our present reality. It brings us a... A confidence in the eternal life, that we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. It says in the scriptures that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have a God that will sustain us and bring us life to the fullest in the here and now and into the future. When I uh, went on the mission trip to Honduras this summer, one of the girls uh, I I brought said, you know, Steve, before I went on this mission trip, I felt like I had my whole life figured out. She said, I, my plan was to go to college, law school, go work in New York and some big firm in New York City. She goes, now going here and uh, seeing these kids has kind of changed my perspective. I know that first and foremost, I want to serve the Lord, whether it's being a lawyer or, or whatever I decide to do. And here's why she said this. The director of Urban Promise, when he came earlier, he said, Steve, you know one of the things about the kids we uh, uh, help out each day or they help us out, should be better said, is when we come there, these kids run to us, and all they want is to be with us, and they want to give us hugs. They don't care about our past, they don't know anything about it. All they want to do is to spend time in our present. They pray for the simple things, the snacks they had that weren't much. They just enjoyed being together, and they enjoyed us being a part of their daily life. You see, that's a picture of what this faith that Christ is inviting us into. That when he looks at our past, he doesn't look with judgment. He looks with forgiveness and open arms. He wants us to spend time in his presence. And then he offers us a future. A future with him where we can walk with the one who designed life. So that brings me to uh, the final point. I had two things I want to share with you, but I think one, uh, what does this life of faith look like? And I have one great example that At least it's helped me. I don't know if any of you have seen the show on TV, Running Wild with Bear Gryllis. uh, Bear Gryllis is this uh, British guy who's this adventure guy who does all these extreme kind of like camping and rock climbing, uh, you name it. Well, he has a new show where he invites celebrities who've never really gotten their hands dirty to join him for a 48-hour excursion doing all kinds of just crazy things. But here's the great thing. Rather than giving them a map and say, here you go, have a great time, tell me how it went, uh, you know, after 48 hours. They get to join him, and he's the expert. So they're safe in a sense. Even though things feel dangerous and it's going to be tough, he walks with them through this journey, through this 48-hour journey. Well, I feel this gives a, a great picture of the way God wants to walk with each of us through life. He's not a tour guide that's just saying, okay, here's some great places to go, here's some good things for your life to be about. He's the guide himself, He's asking us to journey with him. He knows life. He designed life. He has a great plan for your life. Don't miss out on a relationship with him. I do have one final example I want to use. Uh, last uh, year at Advent, Nathan uh, brought some material to me because I was teaching the children uh, during the Sunday school hour. And one of them was, was what does a life of faith look like? And... Uh, It had chocolate milk powder and, uh, you know, milk. When you pour that powder, it changes. It becomes chocolate milk, right? Well, that's kind of what your relationship with Christ, living a life of faith, is. It affects your whole life. It's not a God first, then country, then family. It's every single area of your life. He penetrates, and it affects and changes the way you see life and live your life. changes the way you see your relationships, the way you do your job. Just like the girl who went on the mission trip with me, it changed the way she wanted to serve and live her life, regardless of the profession that God would have her do. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows your past. He wants to be with you in the present. And he has a future for you. Will you trust him? Will you serve him? Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that you know our story. You know everything about our past. You know our present struggles. We thank you that you offer us relationship. That is our promised land, that we can live with you. Help us to trust you with our whole lives, to know that you are the great guide. Help us to follow you so we can live lives that are different that are not the same as the world, that are just going after uh, their own selfish desires, but are lives that want to serve you in all that we do. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.